Welcome to more to come. PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor at Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. All right. uh, This week, folks, uh, I don't even know how to do it, but I'm going to try and do it. Uh, We have a a terrific guest today. Uh, Very quickly. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you'll know, uh, NBA Hall of Famer, six-time NBA champion, transitioned to a new career as an author, columnist um, for the Washington Post, Time, former U.S. cultural ambassador under uh, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, chair of the Skyhook Foundation. I could go on, uh, author of other books for adults and children. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, thank you so much for being on More to Come. Oh, happy to be here. Uh, look, this is great. Um, we, uh, we obviously we want to talk about your your new graphic novel coming from Titan Comics, Mycroft Holmes, Mycroft Holmes, and the Apocalypse Handbook. But first, uh, obviously, you're known. You're kind of a cultural icon. I want to make sure we go over the list of books. Not only have you uh, you have an extensive backlist of titles, you've got a bunch of books coming out right now. So, without further ado, let's go over those very quickly. I just mentioned uh, Mykoff Chrome's and the Apocalypse Handbook, which we're going to be talking about in just a, a minute, done with um, uh, your co-author, right, on many books, uh, Raymond uh, Opsfeld and the artist Joshua Kassara. Yes. Right? And that's coming out this month. That's uh, cool. And we're going to be talking about that. But you've also uh, very recently published uh, Writings on the Wall, Searching for a New Equality Beyond Black and White, uh, also with Mr. Obsfeld, this is a book of essays. All right, from yeah, Time was, Book King. Uh, right, I was uh, I published that last year. That was last year. All right. Yeah. Uh, just want to get that down. Uh, you have a novel uh, called Mycroft Holmes that came out last year, I believe, too. With uh, done with uh, Anna uh, Waterhouse. That came out in 2015. In 2015. Oh, my mistake then. Sorry. Also yeah. from Titan. Uh, yeah. Coming up. Though, um, Coach Wooden and me, our 50-year friendship on and off the court. Yeah, that came out this spring. Came out in the, in the spring. Uh, yeah. Terrific. Uh, obviously, um, a, a memoir that looks back on, on your uh, incredible relationship with uh, John Wooden. Uh, and uh, I think this is a children's book, Becoming Kareem, Growing Up On and Off the Court. Yeah, that's... Uh... One that uh, will be coming out uh, pretty soon. I'm trying to uh, polish that up and get it ready for publication. Awesome. I think it's uh, got a November pub date uh, from what I saw. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Uh, once again, these are your most recent books. Uh, I think you've, you've got about nine books for adults and at least three, I think, for children in the past. Uh, more like 12 and 3, I think. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right. We'll get the stats correctly. Well, uh, anyway... Just to give people a sense of, you know, what you do these days. So, but now let's talk about uh, Mycroft Holmes and the Apocalypse Handbook. Uh, this is, uh, I've had a chance to read it. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun, uh, kind of a combination of history uh, and literary uh, history. So maybe, but first, before we get into to the, the actual graphic novel, maybe you can give us a little bit of information about your personal background as a comics fan. What what you read when you were when you were younger? Well, you know, I've read all the classic stuff that uh, you know for for young readers, you know, Robert Louis Stevenson, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Uh, 
Ivanhoe, the Three Musketeers, yeah, Count of Monte Cristo, you know, all that, all that great stuff, and Tarzan, you know, it just, uh, I, I went from one to another. The, the world of books was so, so fascinating for me. You know, I, I was always there at the, at the library, checking something else out, and you know, it became a lifetime habit. And, but you were also a comics fan, right? So, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, people sort of, uh, I mean, we're living in a different world now. I mean, the teachers often discouraged us from reading comics, even though we read them anyway. Yeah, I, I, they thought they were kind of lowbrow. But yeah. uh, it, it, being able to read something, that, something you could read in less than half an hour, I mean, there's <laughs> an appeal to that to a kid. You know, Absolutely. That, that we, they, they never acknowledged that. But you also, just from your other reading, you obviously were drawn to adventure. Oh yeah, that that you know all, especially like the Three Musketeers, all the sword fights and all of that. That was wonderful stuff. Robin so, Hood, you know. So, so when you started reading comics, uh, I mean, obviously the American superhero comic uh, is one adventure after another. Yeah, and you know. It, the, the difference between what I had read in books and, you know, the comic books opened up new worlds, you know, the, because it was the current times, you know, Superman and Batman were fighting crime and criminals that are here now. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that uh, and plus the, the additional stuff that uh, looked at the future, you know, what it was going to be like, you know, when uh, people did get uh, superhuman powers. Sure. But you you mentioned Batman and Superman. Did you read Marvel? Yeah, yeah, I read Marvel. That that was later, mm -hmm. uh, when when they started, and uh, it's it really funny. I, I had the pleasure uh, once. I sat down on a plane to fly from New York uh, to Los Angeles, and um, uh, it, I, I sat down uh, right next to the guy that started Marvel Comics. Oh. Well, are you talking about Stan Lee or one of the old, uh, older guys? The same, Stan Lee. Yeah, okay, great. So was sitting right next to me, and you know, he, he started talking. I, I didn't know who he was. I'd never seen a picture of him. Ah. And then he you know, identified himself, and I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> it was wonderful. So what were some of your favorites? Uh, did, you, did you have some favorites? I mean, Marvel, the, the early Marvels were very, very different kinds of superhero comics. Yeah, they, they were. They, they were, and the... They uh, depicted a, a, a different world, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Iron Man and Plastic Man. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and we're talking about 1960s Marvel, I, I, I assume, right yeah. now. Yeah, 60s. Yeah, with the Fantastic Four and Spider Man. Fantastic Four, yeah. and then Spider Man finally. Mm hmm. Um. No. Uh, so. You're writing comics. Uh, do you still read? Uh, have you read any of the more recent um, uh, graphic novels? Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, back going into the seventies, I got into um, the uh, uh, heavy metal. Oh, okay. Yeah, the European comics. The European ones, and, and they were like really interesting. You know, they, mm -hmm. there was one that depicted ancient Egypt and the you know the the ancient Egyptian gods as like like real people characters that are plotting things and doing things. It was, it was very mm -hmm. fascinating. You know, there was a, I wonder if it's, it sounds like you're talking about the Nicopol Trilogy, this great yeah. book by Anki Bilal, French Bilal. cartoonist, right. and it's about the ancient Egyptian gods coming back in like this pyramid spaceship. 
I don't know right. if that's the one you're talking about, but it's a great that's book. <laughs> no, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and, and it was in heavy metal too. Yeah. They they interact with uh, people that are more into a, like a, a film noir uh, uh-huh. world that that has become planet Earth. You sure. Know? It was uh, fa- fascinating. Yeah. Uh, great. So, uh, any of the other, anything, uh, other kind of contemporary works that you, uh, may have touched on? Uh, well, you know, I run across various things, you know, but the, you know, the comic books have become so much more daring, sophisticated, you know, now they, they're really the, the story, the, the, the backstory, mm-hmm. um, some, uh, some stuff, uh, that, I, that I've seen on TV, uh, uh, on uh, the the, uh, the the superhero, sure. Uh, the, the one guy from Harlem, yeah, um, but the uh, Luke Cage on uh, I guess that's on HBO. They're everywhere uh, no, on TV it's, now. Uh, Netflix, it's on Netflix. Oh, Netflix, you're right. Excuse me, my face. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there's so many but, sophisticated uh, superheroes, actually. Right, and it's it's ethnic now. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. looking at the the whole country. You know the the ones that I first started. It's interesting to that it's uh, becoming like more and more about the real world that we live in. Yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, I'm 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 about sixty five years old. So I, when I first started reading comics, you, you you almost couldn't find any black people or anybody in comics, you know, uh, at all. Right. It's a different world today. So. Uh, now I'm going to segue a little bit. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background as an Arthur Conan Doyle and Sherlock Holmes fans? Because obviously, Mycroft Holmes is the fictional brother of Sherlock. Right. Well, you know, I um, I got into reading Victorian Eng- English literature, you know, when I was in grade school. You uh-huh. know, <laughs> so this finally when I got to. Uh, to read uh, Arthur Conan Doyle stuff, I, I had watched Sherlock Holmes Theater mm-hmm. in New York. There, you know, on you know, on TV every Saturday, me and my boys we get together and watch it. And uh, you know, I I always thought for the longest time that he was actually a real person. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it until I got to read one of uh, Doyle's stories in in high school. Ah, finally. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know. When I started playing professional basketball, I got a gift of a compilation of all of uh, Mr. Doyle's stories, mm-hmm. and I, you know, took them with me. It's my first year in my rookie my rookie year, and uh, it really, I, I it, it inspired me to to be more observant and you know to be smarter and take in what I'm seeing, you know, because it, it it's like Sherlock looks at the world in color, and everybody else is looking at the world in black and white mm-hmm, sure and uh, you know I, it, it's it's amazing how you can get that color thing if you if you know enough and uh, are patient and observant enough so uh, it's uh, it, it, it there's so many life lessons that you can you can get from reading this stuff that that's it's more than just entertainment great and what about your interest in uh, why did you uh, decide to focus on Mycroft I, I kind of felt that uh, you know everyone else had done everything they could with with Sherlock, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, Mycroft was part of the original canon of stories that 
nobody understood. He's only mentioned like six or seven times. And uh, he, he's uh, um, this mysterious figure. And uh, it says at certain times he was the British government. Wow, that, that gave me a whole lot of room to use my imagination to uh, kind of concoct his, his backstory. So mm -hmm. that's basically what I was doing. Great. Um, so tell us, uh, what can you tell us about the plot of, of, the, uh, of the graphic novel of Mycroft Holmes and the Apocalypse Handbook? Obviously, uh, I don't want to uh, issue spoilers, but um, it, this book is a lot of fun. Um, so maybe you can, can you give us a kind of an, an outline of where, you're gonna t where your storytelling is will take you? Well, Mycroft uh, at this point is older than he is in my um in, in my novel, mm -hmm. he, Mycroft is older. He, this is he, and he's in a in a steampunk world, you know. Right, so he's okay. uh, he's he does outrageous things, and uh, he kind of uses his intellect to have a good time and put people on. He's uh, sleeping with his with his former teacher's wife. <laughs> uh, you know, he's he's just uh, a bit of a rogue, and um, he. But he does serve the uh, government, and he, he tries to involve himself in ways that, that helps the, the British nation. That, that's his primary focus. But uh, he's always doing it in a way that has his own uh, style and imprint on it. And he's, it's, the, the book really uh, introduces, uh, since it's a steampunk world, there's a lot of fanciful and interesting uh, you know, technology you know, kind of set in this Victorian world. Yeah, you know, and this is at a time when all these things were being imagined. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, the the way you know uh, that uh, people saw the creation of Frankenstein, you know, mm -hmm. because it was using the technology to do things that uh, went beyond anything of, of, of human experience. Uh, that was what the world was opening up to at at the close of the nineteenth century. So. It makes uh, it makes for interesting stories to tell, you know. Yeah, I mean, in in your storytelling, uh, you know, it, it kind of brings together a group of scientists who kind of do kind of create this Frankenstein-like threat, so to speak. Yeah, well, that, that's that's the whole idea, huh? yeah. you know. <laughs> you're not gonna have fun with it, you know. But there's a, there's another part uh, uh, of your story that I think might introduce uh, you know fans here too. I mean, um, you kind of move Mycroft around in the world a little bit, right? And I I have him encounter people that uh, are kind of the people know about through uh, history, and uh, you know it, it gives the story some flavor and color and enables people to more closely identify with the with the characters and. What's the the action that's going on? Yeah, you you bet. I, I mean, I don't think it gives too much away to say that you know he he he's going to come to America, and I'll leave it with that. I'll leave it at that. Good enough. Good okay. Enough. <laughs> I don't want to issue any spoilers, but there's uh, there's plenty of adventure uh, in this story. Um, so you know, I'm curious. So you, you've written, as you think you said, about twelve books. Uh, you've written uh, obviously prose books. You've got a novel, uh, out, memoir, children's books. What attracted you to doing a graphic novel well i thought it was a challenge it, it, it's the 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 way it works is you know in, in a graphic novel you don't have an unlimited world to create you know you write a novel you can make it as big or as small as you want but uh 
graphic novel is more or less confined to the to the number of uh, uh, boxes that you have to fill, and you know it, it really uh, makes for a more dynamic story, you know, because you have to get through the whole thing in uh, a certain amount of time. And uh, I think that that uh, you know just the, the format uh, makes for a, a different way uh, of telling basically uh, a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, did, were there any radical changes in how you write? I mean, I know you had to work with, obviously you had to work with an artist on this. How, uh, how did that work out? That worked out pretty good, you know, because the, art, the artists are, are very flexible. And, um, you know, once they get a, 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 an idea of uh, what it should look like, um, they, they usually uh, are, are in tune with the way the story goes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, since this is set in the Victorian era, obviously, although obviously this is a character that you have, you were very much interested in, have been for years. Did it require a lot of research, uh, historical or otherwise, to, you know, to to give it the feel that you wanted it to have? Yeah, it does. You know, you, you have to understand what was happening at at the time and what wasn't. You know, you can't in, just invent things <laughs> and <laughs> you know to to, uh, to cover yourself. So, you know, you, you really have to understand, you know, what was going on at the time, uh, different inventions, um, what was happening politically. Uh, the, the lead up to World War uh, I was uh, pretty obvious to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the, the consequences of things that happened during that time in the 1890s and, you know, at the turn of the century were, were crucial to World War I happening. So uh, you know, there's a lot of tension there that you can draw on to to create uh, your plot, and uh, you know, it's, it's stuff to have fun with. And uh, now I am curious because uh, you have the prose novel with uh, about that stars Mycroft. So, is there any relationship between um, the graphic novel and the prose work? Uh, just the, the characters the same uh, in in the in the written novel. It's more, it's, it's the Victoria, Victorian era. It's uh, Arthur Conan Doyle type story, uh, that type of language, uh, that, that type of uh, 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 pace. Um, the, uh, uh, the Mycroft that's uh, in the uh, steampunk novel, it's a steampunk world. And, he, you know, he's a, he's a different character. He's a rogue, he, you know, and he's older and he's more worldly. Um, the the one that's in in the novel is is a younger man who is more dedicated and you know more traditionally British you know in in how you would think of uh, a Victorian novel character. Great, um, and you know I, I do want to ask a question about there. I don't want to give anything away, but there there is a uh, one of the things uh, I read about in your about the prose work, Mycroft, is how you sort of added a different perspective, uh, you know, on uh, the Holmes thing where where you said it. Um, and in the graphic novel, and I'll just keep this broad, there's a character, I think, that sort of provides kind of a different aspect, uh, culture, maybe more plugged into the American scene uh, at the time. Uh, it, 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 would that be a good way to describe the, the character? Well, I, <laughs> I guess I'm talking about uh, uh, Lark Adler. I, I, that I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, uh, you know, for, for people who have read uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, they'll, they'll recognize... Um, who she's related to, mm-hmm. uh, but you know it, it's uh, just my way of uh, 
showing that uh, Holmes uh, interacted with people who were there, you know, mm -hmm. at, at the same time, and uh, people that uh, you, you might be familiar with. Great. All right. <laughs> Great. That's just a, just I want to throw out a little tease out there to the fans to like to pick this book up. Um, so, look, I, my last question. Um, uh, look, uh, the story was a lot of fun. Uh, can we expect to see more uh, Mycroft Holmes adventures in in, uh, in in the graphic novel format? Well, I, I got some ideas. Uh, I've already come up with some ideas. You know, I'm always taking notes and stuff. All right. So. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that it's a success and that uh, the people that like the, the first uh, uh, issues will, will continue reading them and uh, there'll, there'll be a demand because uh, I, I do have more if, if there is a demand. Okay. Well, we're going to see if we can't work that demand for you because uh, <laughs> I'm ready for another one. Uh, look, uh, uh, Kareem, look, thank you so much for being on More to Come. Great talking with you. Good luck to you. You bet. Thanks a lot.